I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. <laughs> specious incentives here incentives that yes like, i think we want humanity. we want pro-human yeah let's make the future good for the humans yes yes because we're humans harvard's polling director told the washington post that the millennials he interviewed said capitalism was unfair and left people out despite their hard work well yeah it is unfair that's kind of the idea now watch this drive hi i'm tucker carlson i'm just kidding <laughs> I can't even do it like you. Your impersonation is fairly spot on at times. You have the same mannerisms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just pretend that I'm a mannequin. <laughs> Speaking of Tucker, guys are going the to news, Twitter. Right? It's going to Twitter. Apparently, he gave up twenty five million dollars to do it. Really? Yeah, so he some... is getting paid by Elon? No, so, he's not. How's he making money? Ad revenue and shit. Like Elon, he does. Well, he's a love, love, love the game. Yeah, Elon commented on the whole thing. Yeah, but I mean, he's a liar, so. He is a liar, but he said that he didn't strike a deal with him or anything like that. No, the the $25 million I'm referring to, apparently there's some sort of a non-compete clause in his contract. Oh, from the he Fox gets, contract? Like, he would, like, get money or something if he didn't do what he, exactly what he's doing for some period. Well, I thought, I thought his lawyers are trying to sue for that, though. Oh, maybe. That's what I just read oh, this morning, yeah. They're trying to say that Fox is in breach of the contract because of the firing. Okay. I don't know how those things work, but yeah, something along those lines. Yeah. I don't even get to these comments anymore. I don't know. You oh, click on them, and then they oh, appear sometimes, and they oh, don't appear others. I, I think it's because I'm not signed in. That and Elon News, he's uh, the whole Allen, Texas shooting. He's refusing to believe that that's some neo-Nazi, even though the guy had SS. and That's Margie Taylor Green as well. <laughs> tattoos. And it, yeah, Nazi it's, tattoos it's and hard stuff. to, like, he's, when you're like, oh, well, he's a Nazi just because he has swastikas tattooed on his body? <laughs> Yes. What's next? Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying the same thing. Oh, yeah, he looks Hispanic or Latino and uh, has some gang tattoos on his hands. What the fuck does that matter? It's like, what are you you looking at? That's it. He can't can't be a Nazi if he's brown-skinned. So the comment... The comment was (laughs) from Elon. Comment from Elon on on Tucker's video was... On this platform, unlike the one-way street of broadcast, people are able to interact, critique, and refute whatever he or anyone may say. And of course, anything misleading will get at community notes. I also want to be clear that we have not signed a deal of any kind whatsoever. Tucker is subject to the same rules and rewards of all content creators. Rewards means subscriptions and advertising revenue share, still working on software needed for the latter which is a function of how many people subscribe and the advertising views associated with this content. I hope that many others, particularly the left, also choose to be content creators on this platform. He's so fucking mm-hmm. boring. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. Also, there's I love a, the broadcast been a lot comment. Of, He's like, um, yeah. unlike, unlike the radio, the internet provides interactivity between audience and uh, producer. I mean, to be fair, there's shows, dumbass. There, there isn't a lot of back and forth on those types of shows though there's not really back and forth on twitter either i'm just really discouraged by this whole people buying into the pivot the last two messages that tucker has delivered have basically been 
completely destroying his entire reputation for the last however many years he's been hosting a Fox show. Everything that comes out of his mouth is saying, you were a sucker for listening to me because I was trying to manipulate you. Of course, yeah. And every word that came out of my mouth was a lie. No. And now all of a sudden, and almost immediately followed by, now we're bringing the show over to Twitter. It's like the same show that we did for the last six and a half years or whatever, you know, it's like. No, but it's a legally that distinct that entity. The... It's very important that you understand that, Randy. It is not the same. I show. doubt. I doubt Wait. it's. I'm actually curious if it's going to be the same shtick or if it's going to be. It's going to be him looking at the camera, all concerned. It's going to be him. Yeah, all concerned, know, covering the same I, bullshit. No, I know, and I, I still think he's a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong, but what do you think he's going to take more of like a middle of the road or I'm not he's sure. going to call out both sides or something? No, I don't know. It's just that, like, I know, like at Fox, you know, obviously he had to deliver messaging you know whether he i think he was a gang gang member and a nazi i'm sure i'm sure he agreed with the message but you know he had no problem delivering the messages that he was told to deliver no no if anything he he went too extreme with them yes it would be interesting to see what he's pushing if it's his own views you know i'd just be interested in that to drew's point last episode i don't think he has views maybe i think he's like alex jones or a lot of these grifters where he's got a thumb to the wind and he's yeah. figuring out what reactionary bullshit he can drum up to get views or clicks or likes or. I mean, it helps to like yeah. sell yourself on it, but yeah, I think it's all downstream from like where's the wind blowing, like you said. Yeah, I don't think his views are uh, diametrically opposed to the messages that he's delivering. But I think if one day it is more pragmatic for him to be anti-vax, and the next day it's more pragmatic for him to be pro-vax. He'll go with that. Yeah, no, I I don't. But his main strategy is like, you can't really nail him down on anything specific. Yeah. I mean, he was never exceptionally pro-Trump. He would support nearly every position and every policy that Trump had or anti-policy that Trump had. But he never came out with like the Hannity style, like rah, rah, rah for our guy all throughout the presidency. His support almost increased a little bit after Trump lost the election. (laughs) <laughs> it was a very weird like yeah then all of a sudden it's like defending the january 6th rioters defending you know trump's position on xyz or what have you at the same time trump is provax like just to take you know just that one issue is provax and you know tucker yeah. he's never going to come out as provax he's always going to even None though these you know it was really it was it was, it was pretty much proven that you couldn't enter the fox building without being vaccinated you know, that was, yeah. that was a, an understanding that everyone had, but he refused to ever admit. Somebody guessed on The Daily Show, some guest host, and said, Tucker, it's not that he's leading the audience. The audience is leading him. He's in a weird position but where that's what most, he's, like, I, he's terrified that his audience is going to turn on him. So he's trying to predict what their next move is going to be. He's got Sometimes issues. they get it wrong. The he's, one point towards maybe he does kind of believe the shit that he says, although this could just be similar posturing for the mm-hmm. approval of somebody trying to continue playing that character but i don't know if you guys saw that text message of his that leaked yeah the uh not how white people fight yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's talking what? about how much he like loved watching that guy get the shit beat out of him the quote is a group of trump guys surrounded an antifa kid and started pounding the living shit out of him it was three against one at least jumping a guy like that is dishonorable obviously it's not how white men fight yet suddenly i found myself rooting for the mob against the man uh, hoping they'd hit him hard or kill him i really wanted 
them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. Something, something, human being, whatever, whatever, whatever. But obviously the alarm wasn't that you had the thought. That's not how white men fight. Yeah. But it's interesting. He's the evil, rotten person. Um, Alarm bells went off. But then I realized I'm making thousands of dollars. (laughs) So enough Tucker. Home on display. (laughs) It's so blurry and I didn't cheat on this one. So I picked this one because I knew the the white text is probably going to be too small. So it's black and white photo, I want to say. Yeah, colorized black and white. It's not colorized like like a flesh, but it's a a person's face. Yeah, yeah, a person's face. Has it got like a blue tint to it or something? Yes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, blue man group. Uh, Of a big face of a man with a wide nose and a big forehead, more like a five head. (laughs) White male, uh, big hair, looks like... Yeah, it looks like somebody maybe from... Uh, I want to say like 70s, 80s. Nailed it, actually. It's 1972. Based on the hairstyle. Well, 72 is when this was released, but this photograph may have been taken. You know, yeah, early. I mean, just yeah. with the hairstyle, it just kind of looks like a like early 70s kind mm-hmm. of hairstyle. It looks like the last word in that title is Hills. Hits. Oh. Hits. Oh, greatest hits. Okay. Uh, yeah, all-time greatest hits. It's, it's a compilation album. All right. Uh, Which kind of should give it's get, tip getting it. blurrier. <laughs> It'll tip it a little bit because this specific genre of music wasn't too into the albums in this era. It was more about singles, at least these types of artists. I wanna, I wanna say it's like John Denver. Okay, I could see that. It's not John Denver though. That is not uh, John Jeffrey face. Dahmer. <laughs> okay, Charles there's no Manson. way you're ever gonna guess it. So no, no, give me, give me, give me a hint. Give, okay, give so it's a country artist. I, yeah, a, I figured it was. I figured it was country. It's a country artist that was active all the way from. Let me verify. Forties, I believe. Forties to the eighties. But the reason I picked this is not necessarily this artist. Oh wow, the, it just got worse. The importance oh, of this Cash. artist, or anything like that. It um, actually looks. It kind of looks like a. Uh, right now, it looks like an observer block. He would be it's like Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, it's Minecraft. It. He would be a contemporary. No, it really does. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this picture. You gotta right. see this, Randy. Okay. Tell me this isn't an observer block. I think it's if I lose focus on the the tab that is being shared. That's why it really gets blurry. That's my lag switch. Yeah. Uh, Is it Conway Twitty? Uh, No, but he would be a contemporary as well. A little bit. Conway Twitty is a little later than than this gentleman. Um, Here's some other clues. This is just funny. Uh, So this, this guy, like a lot of artists in this genre, is an actor, a singer, a songwriter. And a Ronald NASCAR, Reagan. a NASCAR race driver. <laughs> oh, actually won some awards, oh, <laughs> like trophies or whatever you call them. Wow, <laughs> yeah, like just I'm wild say, career. I, I'm, I know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Is this guy a pederast? <laughs> well, he is. Look, he is very, like very anti-communist. Um, very yeah, pro-war, Fuck especially yeah. Vietnam. Pro, pro Fuck yeah, yeah. I love released. Death. Released a uh, controversial song called "Ain't I Right," which you might you might actually recognize if you heard it. Um, it's crooner kind of country crooner song. I'm just, I'm just going. Is this that now. is this that guy that the song is like I don't pay no union dues. I got what that. No, 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 no. But that is very similar. Yeah. I don't know the words. No, this this uh, the first, I'll, I'll just read some of the lyrics to you just to. Okay. Second verse, it matters not to how people suffer and how should they. You'd consider that a gain. You bring a lot of trouble to the town and then you leave. That's part of your communistic game. I detect a little communism. 
I can see it in the things you do. Communism, socialism, call it what you like. There's very little difference in the two. Now ain't I right? Ain't you right? Ain't you right? That's so good. Uh, you gotta focus back to your tap so I can just be less blurry for a few more seconds. I would love to like do make a song and then like have a background singer, like a background chorus, just like chant about how cool I am. Man, this one's tough. What is this artist's initials? Uh, M R. Marty Robbins. M. Got it. Did you know that? He googled it. No, I've heard the name Marty Robbins. Okay. Yeah. So, Marty Robbins. Yes. You googled the lyrics, didn't you? No, I I had okay. way more information than like I I could have googled this shit a long time. All you hold on, if I googled NASCAR driving country singer, yeah, you would have probably come up with first Marty result Robinson. Marty Robbins Wikipedia. The reason I picked this, I though, didn't hear you type there. It was already up on the page, wasn't it? True, you cheated. How loud do I have to type? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, come on, come on, come on. No, Everybody was, cheats. Marty yeah, Robbins. The reason I picked it though is uh one of his songs called "Don't Worry" that was recorded. In 1951 is actually the first known use of fuzz on a recording, like the, the fuzz effect. Like the cops. it was actually used on a six-string bass guitar, so like a baritone kind of style bass guitar, not like six-string, not like a gent like metal. You know, like <laughs> it's more like a guitar tone. But I guess what happened is, oftentimes back in the day in the 50s, they would record directly into the console, so directly in the mixer. And they would plug it right in and uh, and just record to, for bass because that would give them the cleanest tone and give the engineer the most control over, you know, EQ and compression and what have you. Something was wrong with the channel that he plugged into and it was actually clipping. This is like Nashville country. They're churning these things out. They had a time limit. It was like an assembly line. It's like, we got we to get this yeah, out. Yeah, these so are they, the word press the take. of their day. <laughs> exactly. They, they recorded it and they're like, you know what? We're just going to go with it. It's different. And sure enough, when you listen to it, that part pops out to you. It's like, that is really weird. So I'm going to play this, and it's probably been playing the entire time for our listeners under uh, what we're talking about right now. So we can give a little bit of cash to the Marty Robbins yeah. estate. Also, we also yeah, we agree <laughs> with him, and we think he's awesome. Yeah, it's 52 um, studio albums. Yeah, that's why I usually Holy don't shit. pick up greatest hits. I'm usually an album collector, but... Again, he's of the era, you know, it's kind of like Meet the Beatles. This is the singles era. You know, this is the 50s and the 60s where albums weren't really a thing until, really until post-British Invasion, where the Stones and the Beatles started releasing albums that had a theme and, you know, a, a, like a story, like a novel, as yeah, opposed to just a compilation like of singles. To, um, like going to the factory 24-7. Oh, too much time yeah, on their exactly. hands. Next to the fucking albums. communist unions. <laughs> 13 compilation albums it triggered one true 100 singles yeah charted 17 number one singles on the billboard hot country songs as well as 82 top 40 singles yeah fuck this is a double album uh so four sides about six songs per side i mean this thing is packed full of hits he's really famous for doing the song girl with gardenias in her hair yeah, it's a big hit. isn't that what the girl he, with the dragon tattoo is based off of not at all. <laughs> no. is, that the, uh, is that the song that Sean Connery singing in The Rock when he's taking a shower? I'm not sure. Maybe I I, I haven't seen that. Oh, movie you had a little Connery there, and you got I, you know what? I just realized, Randy, you've got a little Connery in you. <laughs> right now, like no, sometimes is, like is he in the room? <laughs> no, no, no. Like the like in the same way that like sometimes like I will like wheeze something out through a laugh. Like you go Connery mode. Oh, that's, I'll take that as a full compliment. That's the best compliment I've ever gotten. 
Actually, I was told that I looked a little bit like Anthony. Um, what was it? Anthony Banderas. The, Anthony Weiner. Despre- no, it's absolutely Antonio, wrong. Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. It's like what? Wait, no. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? I, I, there's two people that you look like to me. Hey, nobody like Randy. And one of them is um, Bill Hader. Every now and then, yes. When, I guess, especially I when, yeah. especially when you're shaved. And the other one mm-hmm. is Dwight from. I've gotten Leonardo DiCaprio as well. I do not no. agree with Dwight. I, I do agree with Leonardo DiCaprio, but I'm not going to give you that ego boost. So no. If you take the glasses off of Dwight. Actually, when I was younger, Randy I looked a lot like Leonardo DiCaprio. It was, Show us I got pictures. that a lot. Uh, like Titanic era Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. I've never you. seen you in the room with Leo at the same time. Um. Anyway. Although you do uh, like date way too, way too uh, in your age range. By date, I mean... Uh, have a wife that's your age so that's album on display it was a different kind of thing for me but the reason that i own this album is not because of his views politically it's right. because of that that first um fuzz use and i'm just i'm into that kind of uh history and i'm like i gotta have this yeah this is your louis ck <laughs> i'm sorry i apologize to our listeners i apologize to our listeners it's one thing to own this but it's another thing to feature it on the podcast yeah, no, we yeah. also think you should buy it and, like, really take the lyrics to heart. <laughs> this is an official recommendation. Well, the don't worry, the, the song, the song, the the fuzz song is just, like, a typical, like, sad crooner, you know, country song. Ballad if you play it backwards, some, it's yeah. like, they're, they're putting <laughs> fluoride in the water supply and we gotta stop them. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, what's happening with Vercel Ship? I mean, they released some new stuff last time we talked about their storage solutions. And I don't know, I'm still kind of bothered by it because they're basically just wrapping already pretty good services and the upcharges are nuts. But they had more things that they did ship that week. The most interesting one is probably the fact that they introduced the ability to do like live editing of text on your preview deployments. So if you've got a website that uses a content management system... Uh, which you would do to keep your content distinct from the code so that you can change it remotely without having to do a code push. They have introduced the ability for using their preview deployment technology, which as it currently stands or before this stood, you could go in and you could add little notes to different pieces of it. You could tag your teammates and stuff and uh, collect feedback that way, which was really nice because uh, you didn't have to have like screenshots and Uh, all that kind of stuff. They've taken it a step further because you can now actually just modify the content directly on the site. And the way that they've done it is really cool. You don't have to make any changes to your site. If your content management system supports content maps or like source maps for content specifically, they just follow the content from wherever it is in your stack all the way through to where it's getting put onto the actual browser through the component. And then they'll just render essentially a, a WYSIWYG editor right there in line. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is really cool. cool, yeah. What's like? What's the main purpose for it, though? Just to see what it would look like? It's a convenience thing. So a lot of the times, for example, we work on a site that has a content management system that is headless. So there's you can like open up a different preview window and whatever, but sometimes it's hard to understand like how the actual fields map to different things on the mm-hmm. site itself, especially for non-technical people or people who don't go in there very often. So mm-hmm. the idea that you can just open up the website itself as if it were Squarespace, just start clicking on stuff and changing things is very cool for Oh, I did, so so it actually like writes back to your CMS? Currently, the way that it works, I think, is it just makes a new draft, basically, of whatever piece of content. And if, awesome. there's something, yeah. if there's something that they don't have an editor UI for, which 
I think this will improve over time. You'll be able to probably customize the way that this maps to the actual editing workflow. But for now, anything that you click on that it can f- trace through the source map, there's a little link that'll pop up to just take you right to it in the CMS. That's pretty in cool. The CMS. Yeah, that is I, really I cool. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize when you were uh, talking about it that it actually wrote anything to your CMS. Yeah, like that no, yeah, really you can cool. you can actually edit the content right from, that's, right from the preview. That's really neat. Yeah. WordPress had similar uh, functionality, but it just never worked that well. Well, no, I mean, like, obviously, yeah, you could do that with Squarespace or whatever. But the reason you don't do that is because you want to have more control over the way all that stuff works. You want to mm-hmm. do something more interesting. And so they're kind of bridging the gap where it's like, well, you don't really have to choose. Like, you can have, like, a really cool visual editor just with your existing shit, I think, is the vision. How do they deal with uh, like authentication for that? It's just based on the preview stuff in the same way that you have to be logged into your like Vercel account. Obviously, their angle here is that they can get you to pay for more seats, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to be logged into your yeah. Vercel account and then yeah, you, like it, an editor and it stuff, connects yeah. back through the CMS. Yeah, I could just see I could see they're they're wanting to be a separation, though, between. I think right now account. you can't even publish it. I think you have to go actually back into the CMS to hit publish. So it's right yeah, now. That makes sense. It's well, just but even showing, then, yeah, I could still see it being an issue with uh with with a little bit of a security issue. If anybody gets that preview URL, they could probably go in and start. Well, yeah, but shit. you still like right now the way that it works. For one, you can password protect preview deployments, but even for ones that you can't, if you wanted to add a comment, unless they open public comments, you can't actually like make any comments on it. You have to be logged into your Vercel account. Gotcha. So it would save it as a draft and. Would it have like versioning as well? I think it just works exactly the same. I mean, right now, the only one that supports it is Sanity, but they're going to be publishing a spec soon to let other people uh, also work with it. Um, And so I I think it's going to ultimately be up to the CMS, like how it interacts with their system. But I'm sure that they... So it's it's almost like a webhook, like, but... I assume so, yeah. 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 Interesting. That is really it's, interesting. Well, again, the, the coolest well part work. about it is the fact that you don't actually have to do shit. If the CMS people implement the spec, it is able to just through a source map trace the content through your whole. I think it's. I think it's logic. really cool. I have issues with it though. Yeah. One of those is the Vercel seats thing, right? It's just a, it's it's it just feels kind of kind of money grabbish. Well, yeah, but I mean and that's two, why they're doing it. Yeah, I understand. And two, everybody knows that the people that are entering the content are typically going to be the same people developing the whole damn thing anyway, because even though they make all of these whizzy wigs for people that don't know tech and all that and how to, how to like do code, they still can't seem to also push buttons to like, you know, launch emails and enter content into a whizzy wig. So that's an argument I got in late. Yeah. We run into that shit constantly. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's like they make these features for people that aren't tech savvy yeah. that, that non tech savvy still don't do. Yeah. They are why targeting. Are paying, why are we paying over six figures for a developer to go in to send a HubSpot email? Yeah. Why, that why is that pretty, happening? I mean, I don't know. We, uh, the, my last day at the office, there's a situation very pertinent to this where they're yeah, like, yep. oh, this thing isn't set up correctly. I don't know. I, I'll just say it was a redirect because that's what it was. It was you needed to redirect it. Yeah. It needed to be put in, in the in the CMS. And we built the system so that you could go in. And it's like a little thing. You just fill out you know, the source and the destination. And I went in there and I took a screenshot of like where you would do it and like what it was happened before. Uh, but I did not actually do it because it happens all the time. And the argument is always, oh, it's just easier for like and faster for us to just do it. But that shit, it does add up. So like you have to start being like, no, like we shouldn't have built any of this to begin with. 
if you're not going to touch it because yeah. it's Con- not just about the fact that yes, a bitch, man. Right. Well, it's not even just context switching, right? It's just like, it is assholeish behavior. Like we built this thing. We like showed you how to use it. We've like got you 90% of the way there. Now you can't just modify the content. And I'm the one who made the change. Which yeah, I know Randy. The and then Randy just went and, and did it. The most expensive option they could have possibly had. It like probably took Randy five minutes and that five minutes could have been like, it's like a hundred dollars or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Randy makes like, like $250,000. Randy, Randy makes like $2.7 million a year. Nonetheless, I completely agree with you. It's just very frustrating. Actually, that it was a trend, it seemed, late last week, because there was like three emails, three different communications that all were on that exact same thing. And I actually started getting loud with people. And uh, I actually apologize on Monday. I know, Drew, you probably don't agree with my apology. but No, the last thing it. I did was like say or like make really passive-aggressive comments and then log yeah, off. Yeah, but I didn't apologize to them. I apologize to a, another employee that is kind of managing things because... Uh, just the fact that, uh, you know, I was getting a little pissy, basically. And, well, yeah, because you know, it's under like a lot no, of stress late last, late last week. And I was like, you know what? What the fuck? Like, yeah. why are we? My point was, we just laid off quite a few people. Most Randy of those layoffs were, were for a combination of either underutilization. So they had low, low utilization to direct billable work or redundancy. It's like we're while we're laying these people off, we're paying over six figures for someone to fucking send an email or to edit a redirect in a user-friendly CMS. Come on. And I'm not just blaming the people firing. I'm blaming the people that got fired. I'm blaming everybody. Step up. Get good. Yeah, no, that's what are you doing? Some, some, some of the people that got fired, honestly, it's like they could have they could have leaned yeah. in a little bit. What are you doing? Out, they could have taken on those responsibilities, made themselves a little bit more uh, marketable, you know, yeah, not to victimize, maybe. not to yeah. not to blame the victim here, but no. one person in particular mm-hmm. is I know who you're a about. person that their entire job would center around a tool like Jira, and that person refused to learn a, a tool like Jira. It's a project management tool that yeah. should be your bread and butter. You should yeah. be able to know that. You thing should be you should be the best person given your yeah. station at that. A developer should not be the best person on your staff with Jira. No, I yeah. suck at Jira, and yet I was constantly training people on Jira. Yeah. And I and suck I at Jira understand. because Jira is the thing where you tell me what to do. Yeah. It, well, mm-hmm. and, and let's be honest. Jira, it, can, it does have a little bit of a learning curve, but when you get it, it's it's easy. It's, it's yeah. simple. It's, and we're not asking people to go in and, like, modify company-managed workflows or workflows and issue types and stuff for company-managed projects. Not asking for that at all. All we're asking is, like, create a ticket and, yeah. like, with some basic acceptance criteria and stuff. I mean, yeah. it's like, come on, come on. Create yeah. I mean, if you, if you're, if you're managing a project, shit. you should, if you're managing a project, you should probably have the ability to like explain the project to somebody. Yeah. Asked. I would get requests. Like I'm getting a bunch of notifications for a project that I'm on, not on. Can you look into it? It's like, you're an admin on the project. Go, just go in and remove yourself. Oh, I had the same issue where I was getting a bunch of emails for projects that I wasn't in. And my solution was to just to turn off my notifications for email. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I was having the same problem. And, I, and, I, and they've been and on for six months. I have the same problem. I, I get emails for things that... That's for uh, a, a, it was a group affiliation, which... Yeah, which yeah. is even more mad. That's, 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 that's a little harder to solve. This yeah. specific issue was, yeah. this person's name was an admin, was the yeah. lead on a, you know, right in the freaking Jira different. interface. That's it's a really like, good just prank. Remove <laughs> like, just remove yourself. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You, you, you had the... You're, it's your project. You just click, yeah. click. 
remove. Like, and all and all we're asking, like you said, is is to enter some tickets and maybe organize the project a little bit, you know, and and do you know some great sprints yeah. and stuff, yeah, you know, and that's it. And it's like and they can't they can't do it. I'm straight up of the mind that you should basically never fire anybody for pretty much any reason. At the same time, you know that that's not the the mindset of the organization that you work in, in that yeah. Uh, yeah. eventually. And maybe it doesn't matter because like you can just go find another job or whatever. But while you're here, like generally you are insisting on like being involved in things, but not to the extent that you're actually doing anything useful. I would really yeah. prefer you to just go away and like yeah. just be over there because like that because I don't I don't care if you continue to collect the paycheck, whether you're like a VP or like someone who is supposed to know how to do these things. If it doesn't. But it takes up so much time. If I have to explain something to you five times, fine. But like when it's every other day that we have to have the same exact conversations, you have to keep re-explaining things to people who don't actually want to understand. Yeah, exactly. And mm. that's just, it's a waste of time. And it's, it's infuriating. It's, yeah. it's, it's like psychically damaging. And there's also yeah. probably documentation on it that we've written that explains how to do it. Yeah, no, generally <laughs> I, I, we render, we generally render these things in written form. I, I, yeah. God, this is just, just last week too, I was asked. What a variable is essentially inside content. Sweet. Like two handlebars. And Carl knows what I'm talking about. Specific yeah. project. Yeah. Must, I'm not going to name any names. And I, and I compared it to merge tags in email. I'm like, it's kind of like if you're using like MailChimp or something, like you have a merge tag. Oh, yeah, okay. What's a merge tag? I'm like, fucking okay. Google All right. it. All right. Type in merge tag email. I can, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it right now. I bet, I bet Google First, has like an literally authority. There's a rich text. Like, snick, there's a snippet. That's just like, it's, these people should not have the jobs that they have. Like, yeah, right on the top. And that's not, that's these not tags to say, like, are used to. Ins- <laughs> these tags to are used to out. insert unique user data from your mailing list into emails. For example, a campaign monitor user who'd like to insert their subscriber's first name into their email would use the merge tag bracket first name. It's a thing it's right on the top. Change. You don't even have to it's click a thing on anything. In your thing that can change. Jesus yeah. is the sheer concentration of this type of thing. Is it? largely due to the fact that we're in a context that's kind of like a sick kind of twisted graphing of an older industry onto a newer one no like so there's a lot of we had to deal floating around we had to deal with this in, in our old job as well mm-hmm. me and carl and yeah. that had nothing to do with like an old industry i guess there was some what's well, a guided missile there were people that were doing like instructor-led training you know so like classroom training and stuff like that but for the most part that entire industry was dedicated to e-learning or electronic learning, or, mm-hmm. you know, computer-based training. Now, given when I first started, they were delivering on CD-ROMs, and then it evolved to, you know, just web-based stuff. But nonetheless, I mean, it was still the same practical computer literacy that w- that had to be mastered, yeah. and that same ignorance existed there. It, yeah. yeah. I think just some people are so resistant to learning new things. I mean, it's the same... Not to compare it to like the music thing, but it's the same thing to me as people who have like the same haircut since they were in high school and this and listen to the same music. We got to evolve. All yeah. right? You got to learn, you yeah, know, it's a big world. But at there. the same time, at the same time, though, actually, I shouldn't even say that because at the same time, your generation drew and I hate generations, but your generation Gen has actually shown less <laughs> Gen Z has shown less computer literacy than Gen X. I completely agree. I agree with that. I think it has to do a lot with abstraction. 
And I think we... I yes. Think, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, I, I think, you guys were born with iPhones in your hand, and that's a complete so strange, So it is really fascinating to, like, watch my, my like, five-year-old cousin be able to, like, expertly navigate applications on an iPad, right? Including, like, mm-hmm. and, like change settings and, like, massive stuff. And, like, they know what they're... They clearly know what they're doing. But, like, to see somebody that is, like, 16 years old not know, like, what a file system is. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of seeing something very similar right now. It's like, um, you know, my kids grew up with those types of things in their hands too. And, um, you know, I've, I've said it before recently, we got them PCs, right. And it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Like suddenly, suddenly it's like, how do I, what's a folder? What's, you know, I mean, I, that's, a, that's a very, no, but you're you not know, that far off. That, I mean, that, most people, no, that, most kids high, school it, use Chromebooks. Like it's, there's it's, no, it's it a is, browser. They do. They do. It, I mean, it's a little bit of hyperbole, but it's the same thing. It's like, how do I do that? Like Google it. And it's like, I don't know. How I do, think, how do I Google it? What? But it's just, it shifts though, right? Because like follow the trajectory of specifically user inputs and the way user interfaces, the way that you interact with these systems and stuff. And you, you go from like physical little cards in a circle and, you know, you put them in the thing and then you get up to like a command line and then you get up to like a, a GUI and, mm-hmm. uh, and now you, and you like with a file system and everything. And then you, you like navigate with the keyboard and then you get a mouse and you just get to click on things. You need to move things around, mm-hmm. you get to do all that stuff. And then. You get to, you know, a place where like all of that shit, like everything that you don't absolutely need every day is like completely obscured from you. Like it, and it makes it faster and easier to do most things generally, but it does like completely cut you off from how the fuck does this thing actually like What is it actually doing? And then because you don't have those, there's no like fundamentals there to like help you ingest additional information to be able to intuit like how a piece of software actually works. Yeah. Like not not to understand it like that's completely different like but to like have a passive understanding of like what is probably possible or impossible or like what makes something interesting about a piece of software or a piece of technology right like that that goes away completely because it's just that you just have these these things that rain down from the sky like manna that you get to like you know it's just whatever you're handed the way that me personally how i grew up around computers was exactly that evolution so like the the diskette being a save icon makes total sense to me because I actually used diskettes and I had them in my hand. Who the fuck is this or square bitch. Even more, as far as the abstraction, I mean, I always, always in my mind will harken back to a command line stuff where mm-hmm. you know I see the GUI as a, as an abstraction too. I'm like, I just right. get in, the, and I'm not even a big command line user, like for Git and stuff like that. I, like I, I still use Source Tree and stuff because I'm just lazy. At the same time, like logging into a Linux server and, you know, modifying comp files or whatever, I'm way more comfortable doing that than, than using a GUI. Cause I just, I get kind of confused and it just seems overwhelming. But you generally know like what the, I it's mean, like this is, but you're still, but the, I think what, what, what people miss is that like, it's still just a punch card machine. And like, yeah. it's yeah. just, yeah. it's, you're just, yeah. you're just sending shit down through each of those layers down to the base, but they don't know those layers exist. There's nothing for them to grab onto. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Randy, like with the whole command line thing. I used to use source tree and stuff like that, too, because like it is easier and it's lazy. But well, lately, then you can see every, everything's like there's yeah, more visual it. information in front of you. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at a file directory, even in an Explorer window and you have a bunch of files, like there's really no convenient way command line to see like oh, all these. I mean, you can list them and everything, but it's not quite the same because you can't see everything. Like, say, if you have columns on and you're like looking at date of recent edits or um file size and all that stuff it's like yeah, that's that's yeah actually, you can 
I can get at that. That's ls dash al. I know, but I can get at some of that stuff. We all know you know the command. It's it's going to take me a couple commands to get to to list it that proper way versus just like oh I just click on the folder and it's there. Well, for me, it tends to just be like, how did I learn a thing? Like git, I don't touch git. UIs, I do everything exclusively through the command line. Mm-hmm. I think just because that's what I learned it in and I never got yeah. like comfortable with any GUI for that. But like, yeah. I'm a little bitch when it comes to like something really basic, like um, using files. I know like the basic commands and obviously I can move around the, in, a, in a directory and shit, but it's like, if I have access to a visual file directory, like to actually make like rename shit and like move stuff around and drag and drop it. Like, yes, I do. I do lean on that. Uh, although like with stuff like Vim and NeoVim and stuff, I, if you get really good at that stuff, even from like a developer's perspective, if you never have to touch your mouse, you are way faster. Yeah, I've I've actually stopped using GUIs for Git specifically, just because it's faster and it's just easier for me. I can, I can do all, I can do all the stuff that I need to do, especially like learning the commands is like very helpful too. Like to just to understand what they do. Like mm-hmm. this is this is a silly like thing, but I versus, I have okay. never rebased until right. last week. I've always Welcome. merged. Welcome. I mean, rebase is it's fine, contentious. but like it's a very they're contentious both the, issue. They're well, they're both the same thing in the in the end. But shut the fuck up. They, but but it's like understanding like the difference and now knowing like how it works. It's awesome. Like mm-hmm. I, I actually don't. Sometimes I don't even know why I ever used merge instead of a rebase. But I've learned a lot. You're gonna get you know, through that. Why? I, there's very strong opinions on both sides of this issue. Yeah, I know, but I don't really care. I know, I'm fucking. Right. I don't use the visual editor inside, like, like say, if in Putty though, I'm, I'm, I'm opening that stuff in a text editor. I'm not, I'm not like mm-hmm. doing it right in command line. I, I, that always confuses me. I communicate. Plus, uh, you're like cursor. You're like up, 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 up to edit the one line. That doesn't... I write code one, exclusively through Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> one, th- one thing that I will, one thing that I will say uh, that I absolutely do hate, and you, you touched on this a little bit, Drew. You didn't like say you hated it, but is vim and stuff like that i can't stand it and like when when i'm like doing a rebase or something and there's some stuff yeah i know but when when i'm doing that's what i'm saying i want to get good at it because people that are good at it are like really fast they do crazy magic shit yeah well that's because you can make it do whatever the hell you want i'm saying you know but the other day i did this i think it was a rebase but it it was interactive I don't know if it was interactive or not. It didn't matter. What happened is all of a sudden, instead of it just doing it and letting me like do stuff, it just like fucking opened Vim. And I'm just like, surprise, oh, motherfucker. F- Remember the arrow Basically. Keys? <laughs> well, it's not even that. Like the, the, the thing that the thing that's the worst about Vim is if you don't use it, you it's not intuitive. No. Yeah. Right. Because no. because one, it's like you have to hit what I I think it's I gets you into uh, insert mode. If you're not oh, see, already is, in yeah, it. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking then, about. These but editors, then he, But then here's the weird thing. If you control want to, C, control C. I the want search help. history on my but phone it, as I've been trying to learn it is just like eight times a day. How the fuck do I exit Vim? <laughs> yeah. No, I seriously, I had to. So like one, and then you, there's like two commands. Oh God, I have right? this other like the, device that is so abstracted like, that I can't what fuck is, it up. What is, uh, in order to like write, you have to like, I was fucking this up because I was like doing, I was like, oh, I think I remember this. It's like colon, quit and write, right? So colon QW. Right, like once that's, you get into three no, to four no, it's not. combination for shortcuts, you start. It's colon WQ. It's actually colon WQ. <laughs> it, it literally it is, and then that's that's to write of course. something. Fuck you, fucking but idiot! But I forgot what it is to escape, like how, or how to like cancel it, which was just I kill thought. everything, just shut every shut the computer down. Yeah, the Ron Swanson, fucking. No, but seriously, like, why the fuck do I have to hit a, a colon? I want to upgrade anyway. What 
Well, bugs. What does a like, colon what? have to do with this? Why, yeah, why are we in here? Colon in the conversation. Like, and if yeah. you end a line, I think. No, I don't know. No, no. So here's here's <laughs> here's how it works. If I might get this wrong, but here's how it works. Okay, first, if, if you're in edit mode or insert mode, if you want to get out of it, you have to first hit escape, which then is going to put you into whatever command mode, and then you have mm-hmm. to hit colon, not semicolon, but colon, and then the WQ to to write and quit. You gotta get a colonoscopy. But I, I forget. Work. I forget what the one what the <laughs> command is already. To exit without saving. Oh, colon escapee. That's what it is. It's just so, it's such such nonsense. Like, where does this shit come from? You you escape with the colon. (laughs) I get it. Hopefully you'll escape escape with your colon. You're you're not going to forget it now. Colon escapee. But I tell you though, like, (sighs) even if you're a command line person, if if you don't know and it just opens it up randomly, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yep. Yeah. I will say, so one of the most interesting, um, and I think that the next, it's going to get even more abstracted with LLMs with GPT shit, because there are several things that you can install for your command line for your terminal that will basically make it so that you can just write out plain text commands, and then it will just convert that into whatever the command you need is, like, you know, move this file over here or whatever. And that's pretty nice. Yeah, your LLM point, though, is they're just going to be doing everything for us. So. Right, no, exactly. Yeah. And I think also, like, generative UIs, right, that are, like, kind of it's, it's not even warm like around. <laughs> Like we're thinking, like what we're talking about right now. Like we're not going to need to use or, the computer. Visual editor. Like we're, <laughs> they're going to do everything for us, including pushing the big, beautiful candy apple freaking buttons. You know, it's like no, no, no. <laughs> we'll still do everything for we'll, us. We'll still need to pay somebody <laughs> apparently more than I was fucking making to do that. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Oh, oh. By the way, to to quit without saving, it's just colon Q exclamation point. Let's just throw another yeah. fucking thing in there. Yeah, yeah you seriously want to quit. <laughs> I really want to quit. What I really this, want I really want to quit and escape. Oh. oh man. I'm, I'm just mean, now looking at your uh your the image that you share, Carl, of Marty Robbins' face. It looks, it looks like, like a fucking like observer. A, it kinda looks like a like a Hellraiser thing for some reason in Well yeah, but it's like like when, <laughs> when you, you if you look at it from box. you gotta look at it from afar because when when yeah, I was looking at it from afar. So back up. And to tell me it doesn't look like an observer. Okay, that's how you know he's a, that's video, how you know he's so. a demon for real. <laughs> you could see it in his soul. Yeah. Yeah. Just squint. Anyway, that's our show, everybody. Wait. Yeah. That is the deadline unless you have something else. No. Really I wanted, uh, did we, do we have time to have ChatGPT talk to a Bard? No. No. All right, next no. time. No. Next time. Sorry, Matt Damon. We have a uh, voicemail. WeDoCrime.com slash voicemail that I think is still up. I know um, Drew's about to make some big changes to the website. It so. is, but it'll, I'll, I'll keep it. Watch this channel and watch this drive. And we have a YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash at WeDoCrime. And we love you, as always. What episode was There's this? There's a little Connery. You came, came episode back right there. 33. 33, wow. 33, yeah. Wow. We're getting up there, man. We're, we're what we're president like... was 33? Should we, we should start dedicating each of these episodes to the <laughs> numerically equivalent president. It's, a, it's about time that we have a midlife crisis, right? We're getting close to it. Yeah, we're get, we are I, getting close to I, it. Yeah. Hit home. Truman! 52, 52 Truman. is going to be a big one because technically that's a year, even though we, we did skip a couple weeks here and there. But uh, technically, that'll, that'll you know, weekly episodes, that'll be a year yeah. in. Nice. at that point yeah. I, I guess we'll just retire yeah it's done yeah mm-hmm. so, right. so hopefully this episode doesn't bomb like truman did okay <laughs> is, is, was truman is, is that what he said truman oh wow dewey wins right it's truman where he, didn't, he held he, up the he newspaper that said dewey wins he didn't though no he didn't truman won <laughs> <laughs> why did All the right. newspaper See. say they're wrong <laughs> 
It's a different time, man. <laughs> they didn't have ChatGPT to tell them. That's so weird. Actually, ChatGPT would get that wrong, too. Because they printed both of them. Yep. 34, the next week, turn in, tune into episode 34, the, the episode dedicated to the 34th president of the United States, Marty Rockets. Now watch this drive. <laughs>